Militant affection. Militant affection. All right, everyone. It's just me in a classic podcast. Just the boy. The boy being me. And there's a lot to talk about, guys. Guys, I've been doing a lot of research. I've been thinking a lot about stuff. And frankly, it's hot. And my dick is out. And if, and as long as you're a consenting adult uh, above the age of 24, think about that all day. You can think about my dick. I don't care if you're a man or a woman. Just think about the cock. <laughs> but only think about it if you're consenting to think about it. It's a nice hot summer day. There's fireworks going off in the air. We've been launching fireworks all day, you know, all night, all day. Quarantine, you know, there's tension in the country, you know, lots of firework time. And I got conspiracy theory theory for you. You know who invented fireworks? The Chinese. You know who invented coronavirus? I'm not saying anything. That's up for you to decide. I think, uh, I don't know who invented it. Nature, man, three men living alone on an island. Damn, I took a shower and I feel good. Feels good to be clean. Stay safe out there, guys. You know, there's a lot of, a lot of tough guys that don't wear masks, you know. I don't know how I feel. I, like, I don't like to obey I do. I'm, a, I'm an obey guy. I just obey the rules. I spend all day obeying the rules, you know? I mean, there probably is a benefit to wearing a mask indoors. And since there's probably a benefit, maybe you should do it. Maybe I'm just a cuck, you know? I mean, if you're outside, you know, running by yourself, maybe that's probably fine. But if you're inside amongst people, there may be a necessity if you're sick. To not spread diseases to other people, especially if you're full of disease. <laughs> I'm. <laughs> this is really a classic one where I'm going to jump between topics, and I have no like general path I'm going to go. Talk about coronavirus. Talk about people. Talk about life. Today was Father's Day. I gave my my pop pop, my diddly dad, my daddly do, my dad dad dadaroo a kalaluski. A call to my pop, 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 pop. And uh, we talked about his job. You know, I've learned a lot about his job as of late. He's opened up about his job. Me and my dad don't really share emotions per se, but I get to learn about his job. And he was telling me he's making lasers to be attached to submarines. This is, this may or may not be true. What if I was lying? My dad is a super villain. No, he's making lasers to be attached to submarines, you know, explaining that lasers are, uh, they're, they're much more cost effective than like missiles or torpedoes. Some, for some reason, I never think torpedoes are even real. Torpedoes seem like a silly thing, you know? <laughs> like, oh, launch your torpedoes. I'm sure it happened, but maybe just because the name torpedo, it's like a stupid name. 
launch your torpedoes at the enemy. <laughs> um, okay, he's venting lasers to be uh, attached to subs to be shot at enemies. But yeah, the reason lasers are cost effective is because lasers are just concentrated energy, right? Concentrated light, I believe that's what lasers are. Lasers are concentrated. You know, researching, I'm, I'm the least professional person. Lasers are concentrated light, yes. And uh, so it's just energy. Whereas like a missile is a bunch of resources put into a, 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 a thing, a unit, and then dropped on enemies and uh, it's, it costs a lot of money and if you fuck up, you just lost a million dollars. Whereas a laser is just energy and you're not, it's not, it doesn't cost as much money. The units used to dispel the laser costs a lot of money, but the actual laser itself is, uh, is very cheap. Well, not cheap in terms of what it does, but cheap in terms of money. And it's all down to the, the bottom line. Human life is less important than profit which I think is a good way of thinking, you know? <laughs> if a, you, you, have, you break a few eggs to make an omelet, right? I mean, major, I mean, companies that I, I mean, not that major companies become big, right? I think the only reason any like manufacturing company becomes big is because it probably, it exploits people. It exploits people. Um, I'm getting a message from Terrence. Maybe I should throw him on the cast. I'm already on a roll here. I'm already on a roll. You guys, next week we'll probably have another black guest as I'm staying with Terrence, you know, my black friend Terrence. Uh, we're really breaking it down. He's my good friend. But this week, just one white man, and that's me. One fat bearded white man, and I'm the guy. I'm your guy. I'm your go-to man. If you're looking at me, okay, but corporations, right? Um, I think any big corporation grew to power through exploitation. I think that's fair to say. I think, I think a big corporation, I think there's maybe a lot of smaller industry you know mom and pop or even like maybe it's a company making millions of dollars and i think once you get into that billions rage you probably did some exploitive type stuff you know used like uh unfair labor you know like apple or, or has all those factories foxconn where they had to install suicide nets because the employees want to kill themselves or like the old like you know nike uses child labor all these things which aren't like conspiracy theories, right? They're like true. Like every, if you want to be a top power, you have to exploit. Yeah. Unless, I mean, I, I think, hmm, this raises a question. If you make like a billion dollars just off of being an artist, you know, like a musical artist, uh, or like a painter or something, and you only make the money specifically off of the work, 
maybe then you're not exploiting if you reach a billion dollars. I mean, you could be exploiting a message you don't believe in, I guess, if you're like, you're, you're let's say you're singing or painting about, you know, like how like rich people have too much money and poor people are too poor, but like you don't donate to charity. You keep all the profits yourself. You, you, there's no actions in your life that, that show you actually care about these, these things. Then you're kind of, you're exploiting a message that you don't believe in. I think that's called like being a grifter, right? Being an L grifter. Uh, L grifter. Now I'm checking something. You're making me look up something. Uh, making me check a roo on Ubity do. Check a rule on Ubity do. Uh, hmm. BMG. Okay. I'm just checking, you know, the, uh, the, the rap group run the jewels. Now I got to look this up. This is something I was thinking about earlier. I like, uh, I like LP, you know, killer Mike there, you know, and fun little rap group, but are they, if they're managed by BMG, which is a major record company, let me look this up. Cause they, they, they preach about like, you know, money in disparities, BMG, uh, run the jewels. Oh, okay. So they are, uh, they are in cahoots with BMG, I guess. So they talk about wanting to burn money and such. Uh, Uh, but they're owned by one of a major uh, record company, BMG. Is BMG not major? We are proud to welcome Run the Jewels, RBC Record, BMG team. BMG, uh, how big is BMG evil? I'm getting really off track here. But I'm talking about exploitation and uh, is BMG bad? Hmm, is BM, BMG is a major record company. Is, so... Uh, I was thinking earlier, Run the Jewels, they talk about uh, the, the, a lot of social issues and capitalism and such. And I, I thought they were completely independent artists. And then I'd be, because I'm trying to say, if you, if you support your message, that's cool, you're not exploiting anyone. But if they're actually run by BMG, then, men, then maybe uh, you do not believe in that message. If BMG is not good, I don't know if BMG is not good. This is something BMG, the music group, it's, it's worth half a million dollars headquarters in Germany. And, uh, uh, BMG was found after Burger sold his stake in Sony BMG, BMG. I don't know. Is it bad? I'm getting off topic here. You guys can do your own research about BMG, whether it's good or bad. I don't know, but do, does everyone sell out is my question. Is everyone sell out at some point? Can like, if somebody has a strong opinion about something, if a freaking bigger corporation decides to invest their time in you and give you revenue, do you sell out? Do you sell out your values? I guess everyone does, right? Everyone does at a price. 
at a price we're all bought and sold as people. And that's just something you have to realize on your own. That like people, you know, people hate Republicans, people hate Democrats, people hate independents, people hate libertarians, people hate Green Party people, people hate you know, rainbow party people, people hate straight people, people hate gay people, people hate white people, people hate black people. A lot of people hate a lot of other people based off grand titles. And I'm here to say you shouldn't hate anyone because we're all just folks walking around. <laughs> I just messed with my hair the whole time. I got nice clean hair right now. But yeah, I mean... I don't know, is anyone that, I mean, I guess the people who get murdered, you know, assassinated, are perhaps people that uh, had too much integrity to compromise their values, you know? Like if you gain a certain amount of power and then you can kind of be bought and sold. Because then, then you see the thing where like, if you donate to Black Lives Matter, it goes directly to like the DNC. I never wanted to be political, but now I have to, I guess. I don't have to. I just, I'm just, I'm just itching behind my ear and smelling it. I am a gross human being. Nothing I say is on the record. But it's directly going to the DNC. And the, and the Democrats have been around for a while, right? I mean, Obama, right? The Clintons. And uh, there still have been problems with the police and the way things are run. I just don't think they want to fix anything. I don't think the Republicans want to fix anything. I don't think anyone wants to fix anything. I think we just want to like keep saying things are fixed and then unfix them and then say they're fixed and then unfix them. I don't know. And I was also thinking, what do I have to complain about? You know, I'm a white guy. I'm walking around. I'm having fun. I'm living a life, you know. I'm talking to folks. I'm petting dogs, you know. I'm sitting, sitting around. I'm eating steaks, eating delicious, juicy steaks to my face. Just and you, and you are here, and you're looking at me, and you understand that I have words and a message for you, and I am nothing but a man, and you are nothing but a listener. And everything you can and do will be used against you. Blam, 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 <laughs> Fucking, but no. I mean, I've had my criminal past, you know. I've had, I've had my tickets from the police. I got a ticket once for, uh, for being in the no turning lane in the highway for too long. I got a ticket from a lady cop who came up to me and she was like, you know what you were doing. And I was like going the speed limit and such. I've had tickets for speeding. I've had tickets. I had, had other criminal offense. I had a lot of driving offenses. And the thing about driving is, uh, drive, dr driving is a funny thing that, uh, that we're, we're allowed to drive. So many, so many people die from driving every year. How many people die in car accidents? How many people die in car accidents is the main question. Oh, hey, 1.35 million people die in car accidents every year. An additional 20 to 50 million suffer from non-fatal injuries. 
additional 20 to 50 million people? What? What? So 50 million people every year. Yeah, that's such a huge. Cars are fucking crazy. Cars are crazy, guys. And you just got to know that. Cars are a little bit crazy. (laughs) So many people get hurt by them. I mean, I think we're probably going to find a substitute to cars. Maybe like it's going to go all railroad. But I do think the nice thing about cars is you can get off the grid. You know, you can drive places, you know, where other people are. Because, well, I'll say this is important. You can drive places where other people are. Because, like, let's say the government does decide to become a dictatorship authoritarian place and starts monitoring everything we do. We do still want some, like, stuff that's not hooked up to the grid, you know? We want to have some some analog departure. Analog departure. And uh, yeah, that's the whole point of being able to do things that aren't in a system and not always being filmed. Is like because then you you could create a fascist state, or we're afraid just to walk around. Because, like, I mean, you shouldn't be afraid of the police, you know? The police are there to protect and serve, you know, not to scare you. You should be happy when you see the police. That's their job. But they've become, uh, like, people, like, police has taken a, a wrong turn into being a scary thing, you know? We're like, ooh, there's someone just going to arrest me for no reason. And that's shitty. <laughs> And there's incentivized, like, fucking ticketing, you know? There shouldn't be... Police should be reactionary, not actionary, if that's the word. Like, uh, they're allowed to have incentives to put X amount of tickets, but that just makes them go on the... Try to get more tickets. Rather than be reasonable human beings, they get incentivized to get more tickets. Police should get rewarded for giving out less tickets. I think so. Because wouldn't that mean that, like, they'd only, like, drastically give, like, they'd only give out a ticket if they absolutely had to. Like, not only, or, like, police should get rewarded for less arrests. That way they only had to do it if they absolutely had to. They should not be incentivized to uh, give tickets. (laughs) I was watching uh, on the internet. I've been all over the internet. I've been thinking so many things, thinking so many thoughts about stuff and what and things and stuff. And I was looking at this lady. You ever see this case? Uh, I haven't pulled it up here. Uh, See, this is where I'm prepared. Sandra Bland in 2015. she, uh, she She killed herself in prison. And she was pulled over for, uh, like, changing lanes without turning on her blinker. But it was while she was in front of a cop. And then in the, even in the footage, she's like, I thought you were, like, since you were a cop, I was moving out of the way so you could get by. Now, granted, she did it without a blinker, and it's like, oh, fuck, that's illegal. But it's just like, 
Fucking just let the lady fucking do it. <laughs> but anyhow, he pulls her over for that. He gets her information. He comes back and he says, I'm leaving you with a warning. You got to sign this. And then she's, she gives her a little spiel about like how she thought it was bullshit that she's getting a ticket for that. And that she like she made a mistake and that's fine. And then she was just getting a warning. And then what happens is the the police officer, I guess she was smoking. Uh, and she, she, she he says, uh, can you put out the cigarette? And then she's like, no, I'm in the car. And then it immediately escalates to like get out of the car. Let me see. I, I don't want to misquote here. I'm going to say, I'm going to go back a little bit. Well, you can step on out now. So she tells him what's wrong. Was that dead air? Can you hear what's being happening? You probably can't hear what's happening. That was a little bit of dead air, a little sound air. That was a little, you know what that moment was from? You know, you ever read like a self-help book and it's like these pages are for you to fill in your uh, like thoughts you know that's what my podcast just all the space that where there's nothing and it's meaningless and i'm blabbering around that's where you fill in your own thoughts all right i'm not here to entertain <laughs> i'm just here to say words into a screen you know but she says her old spiel he's giving her the warning and then she he says that hey, you put out the cigarette and then she goes i'm in my car I can like uh, I can smoke my cigarette and then without giving her another warning or explaining he goes well you can step out of the car then now let me I wonder if it's illegal to smoke a cigarette while a cop's talking to you because like although it's I guess it's rude so what it's not illegal to be rude A cigarette while a cop is speaking to you. Uh, okay, when you have that Okay, here's a guy. Uh, I've been specifically told by a police officer not to put my cigarette when I was, when I offered to do so at the beginning of a traffic stop. There was no rule about this. As the other answers have indicated, police officers' manners are dictated by the power dynamics of inquiry. They're always trying to assess the situation. On the one hand, they, they hate being lied to. On the other hand, they expect that everyone is lying. So it would be measured into like conversation. In general, the worst thing can be is completely, in general, the worst thing you can do is be completely honest especially if you're anxious or angry. Whew. This is a little query.com, which always has the best answers. Always has the best answers. Now, granted, she could be frustrated and she was putting the cigarette, take, smoking the cigarette to blow off steam. You have to do everything a police officer tells you. Let me go. I'm just trying to look at everything. Generally speaking, when you're pulled over, just simply do what the officer says. See, but I don't, I don't know if I completely agree with that. Like there shouldn't be a force that you completely have to agree with. If they're completely in the wrong, you don't have to agree with them. 
Like, why do we have it set up with an authoritative force? I know the thing is, it's like you let the courts decide later and you should be uh, just whatever, be docile. But I don't know. If it's wrong, you're going to be fucked up. You're going to be heated and handling your emotions is difficult. Having manners. Yeah, this is from a fucking cop. Don't make something simple into something hard. Literally everything about traffic stuff is dangerous for the officer. So a person who makes it even more of a challenge or, or see more of a danger really just irks us. You may see it as I don't have to. I'm, okay, so I'm specifically talking about the Sandra Bland case. That I know there's other more famous cases going on and like other terrible events, but I've just you just happened to catch me when I recorded this when I was reading about this Sandra Bland case. So this is what you're getting. You may see it as I don't have to, it doesn't make sense, but you're sitting in your car and you know what and what isn't in the car. The officer doesn't. You know who the officer is, it's typically obvious, and you know who in the car is with you. Whereas they don't know who you and your friends are. They know you do or do not intend to run, run or hide or try to kill them. He doesn't know that. You know if you're leaving the scene of a brutal murder and will do anything to get away, he doesn't know that. You're not turning your back to the... See, again, you're not guilt... You're not... See, this is guilty until proven innocent. You're innocent until proven guilty. A cop goes up to a car and has to assume everything is fine. Once he starts assuming shit is when things get out of hand. You, this is how the law is set up. All right. Uh, you know if you're leaving the scene of... Then you're not turning the back to... Uh, you're not turning your back to the traffic. He is. Uh, odds are extremely high that you don't just spend hours at a horrible wreck where a family has just had the worst possible even in their lives occur. And odds are much higher than the officer has. Maybe an accident, maybe a violent crime scene or a burglary where grandma had her dead husband's favorite watch stolen and fenced for, for $5. Again, anything that happens while you're on the job can't relate to another thing that happens. I know that sounds crazy, but you can't bring bias. I mean, no one is fit to be a police officer because you are going to bring bias. You're going to be a fucking fuck face. And I don't know the, how to handle it. I don't know who should be a police officer. All I know is that, I mean, you, maybe get rid of police unions. You got to like, people need to be disciplined if, doing things wrong discipline <laughs> i'm such an idiot i talk like a fucking moron but i think I'm, I'm making sense here you see where i'm getting at you see what i'm making what i'm talking about here this is unstructured but structured you know unstructured but structured now i'm looking at my instagram i'm a fucking addict to technology i'm a fucking addict to just looking at it i'm trying to spread knowledge and all i'm like oh i wonder who the fuck sucks my fucking the dick fuck and everyone's like, you're a fuck dick fuck. And I'm like, fuck. <laughs> Just trying to get my swears in. Every day, every, the only reason this podcast has anyone listening is because they want to hear me say fuck. They want to hear me say shit. They want to hear me say fuck shit. They want to hear me say caca. They love when I say caca. Everybody loves when I say caca. But anyhow, let's go back to what I'm reading on Quarry. 
I don't mean to come off as a dick. This is from a fucking cop. Well, a supposed cop. This could be a troll. It could be a blush. But these are the realities that most people don't understand about the interactions with police officers. Very simple gestures of being polite and cordial and basic manners when interacting with a police officer can make everything so much easier for everyone. We try very hard to protect our flock. We care for the people we serve. Believe it or not, even as much as the community may hate us, we will die for you to keep you safe. Mistakes are made, yes. There are shithead cops, yes. Name one profession where there are not bad apples. Name one profession where there are no mistakes made. Name one profession where everything, where everyone doing the job has a great, flawless, happy-go-lucky day every single. A go-lucky day every single. Uh, that's, what? Whatever. Uh-huh, okay. Often, okay, you'd have to comply. Uh, often it's quite clear between orders and requests because the officer will first ask out of politeness. And if you refuse, then you'd be ordered to. Using the cigarette example, sir, do you mind putting out your cigarette while we talk? Actually, I do mind. Put out your cigarettes. Clearly determined the first was a request and the second was an order. The one I see that comes up most often is rolling down the window. I want to be able to clearly hear and see what's going on inside as well as outside. Having a barrier also prevents certain use of force options that, that may become, wait, force options should they become necessary. Yes, you have to roll, down your, roll your window down and not just a narrow slit to pass documents. If you refuse, then I'm just going to order you, order you out of your vehicle entirely which negates the entire situation. Yes, you're required to exit your vehicle during a traffic stop when the police tell you to. As much as sovereign citizen morons argue otherwise, this is why I refer to them as sovtards or the brotherhood of the broken window because I usually have to break their window and drag them out of the car to arrest them. Unfortunately, it also opens up other issues which I'd rather avoid by the person just not being a jackass. But if they're willing to follow even the simplest, most minor instructions, I wouldn't count on them being a kind, well-adjusted adult. Okay, now this brings another question. If a cop asks you to exit a car, do you have to? Ask you to exit a car, do you have to? Without any... Okay, Fourth Amendment. Uh, let's see, in Michigan. You have to get out of your car when a cop asks in Michigan. It depends, the short answer. If they ask you or order you to do so, you should. Well, you should isn't yes. Uh, you don't have to get out of your vehicle in every situation that you're pulled over by police. According to Lieutenant David Scott of Wayne State University Police, if you're under arrest, you have an obligation to get out of the vehicle. Okay, if you are under arrest. So if we go back to the Sandra Bland situation, she was receiving a, uh, a, a warning. She was not under arrest and he asked her to get out of the car. You can look up Sandra Bland, I think, it, let me see the whole video. 
full Sandra Bland arrest video. Again, this is a case from July 23rd, 2015. But I've been like, I've been looking into some of these, these cases and they're pretty fucked up. So, uh, you know, there's lots of them. You know, I mean, uh, you can find them. Uh, if you're, for example, if the officer suspects you're drinking and driving and asks you to exit the vehicle, you'd be charged with resisting the officer. Okay. If the officer asks you to leave your vehicle, but you don't feel safe in the area you're in and the officer hasn't said you're under arrest, you don't necessarily have to leave the vehicle. You can let the officer know you do not want to leave your vehicle. There you go. We reached out to Michigan State Police Mike Shaw for more clarity. Shaw said every department has different training, which makes us a tough question to answer. Why can't we all have the same fucking training? I always remind people to remember the side of the road is not the place to push your Facebook law degree, he said. Just about every police department has video and supervisors can review the video to see if the officer acts properly. And also, if it's just supervisors review, it should be third-party sources, unbiased sources should also be viewing the video. I mean, every person in business should fucking have this. Uh, Shaw said he learned how to handle the situation, recruit school, and through various legal updates in his career. There is no law, so to speak, requiring people to exit their vehicle during a traffic stop. Well, there you fucking go. There's a U.S. support. So, like, Sandra Bland was sitting there, and she was smoking. He asked her to put it out. She said no. And I, I did a little research, and it says you don't necessarily have to. And then he asked her to leave the car, and I'm doing a little research now, and it says you don't necessarily have to. So she didn't do anything wrong. But then if you watch the video, okay, I'll explain more if you don't know the case. She gets yanked out of her car. I don't even explain this. You got to really, I'm fucking going wild. She gets yanked out of her car. Uh, he, well, he pulls a taser, points the taser at her, yanks her out, and then like arrests her off camera. And she's like saying all this shit. And then apparently, if, like it's all off camera. She, he throws her on the ground and fucks her up because she, he pulled her over for uh, not... Uh, for not using her signal. And uh, it definitely, he abused his power in it. I mean, you can't deny that. You know what I mean? Just like in the fucking George Floyd thing, he abused his power. He just sat there, kind of smiled and watched out while this guy was underneath there. I think the role of the police officer is to de-escalate the situation using the least violence. So if, like, okay, let's say he does the next thing, okay, go to the George Floyd one. What if he sits on, sits on his neck for 30 seconds? The guy says, I can't breathe. 30 seconds is a very long time. If I counted to 30 right now, you would stop listening to this. You got to, you, I mean, you, you, you got to give people the benefit of the doubt, even if there's criminal activity involved. <laughs> I know a lot of people will like to spout off uh, I'm, I think if someone's been, I don't, I don't know, I, I think reform can happen. And if someone, uh, you know, does their due diligence, commits a crime, does their due diligence to be reformed, you have to allow them back into society. That's just how society works. If you're going to use someone's criminal past, I mean, I'm just talking about people that bring up George Floyd's criminal past. If you use someone's criminal past against them, then, uh, What's the point of having prison? Just just kill them. 
You know what I'm saying? You're saying that if a person commits one crime, they shouldn't be allowed to be back in society and being uh, a human being anymore. They should just be done with, which is completely nuts. Everyone's done shit. You know, it's fucking glass houses. So don't, so bringing up someone's criminal history has nothing to do with how the police officers are acting now. I don't care how violent they were in the past. Everyone, I think every person, one being arrested, has to be treated unbiasedly. Just like they're another human being. <laughs> I don't know what I'm doing here. I don't know. You, you probably think differently. Maybe you think the same. Maybe you think I'm an idiot. And, and again, on the, on the police side, I don't think anyone's really qualified to be a police officer. It's a terrible job. You're just dealing with terrible people and you just get constant shit all the time. And I don't know if anyone can really handle that, you know? I don't know if anyone can really... And it seems like there's like a, there may be like a brotherhood, you know, and they got each other's back, which is kind of shitty. I mean, I, I understand that in other fields, but the one thing with policing, there really can't be that shit. Because that's, that's supposed to be some morally good shit. Whereas it's sort of like doctors can't fuck up, you know? <laughs> If a doctor fucks up, they gotta get the axe. If a fucking cop fucks up, gotta get the axe. And I know it's unfortunate because, like, I mean, you're, you're gonna fuck up as a doctor, you know? You can't be perfect. And you're gonna fuck up as a police officer. You can't be perfect. But I guess if you fuck up egregiously, then it's like, well, shit. <laughs> so all I gotta say is, I'm going to defund that ass. <laughs> I'm going to defund that ass. I think we really, we, I think I really solved every issue there is. Uh, hopefully I explained the uh, Sandra Bland thing, if you didn't know about it. And, uh, but Appreciate you listening to me speak. Uh, and that's it. That's all I got to say. This has been Militant Affection. I'm at Matt Miller Real everywhere. At Matt Miller Real on Instagram, Twitter, Matt Miller Comedy on YouTube, Facebook, Matt Miller Real. I love you. Goodbye. Militant affection. Militant affection.